Hey everybody, welcome to the High School Times, a podcast made for high schoolers by high schoolers. Together, we will learn more about a variety of topics by talking to other high school students. It doesn't matter what high school you go to or where you live, as long as you have a spare 20 minutes, this show is meant for you. Whether you're in the shower or wrapping up homework, take some time to learn something new, to have a laugh, or just to vibe with me. Basically, listen to my podcast so I can make some money off of this. I'm your host, Jay Jom, and let's talk about the college process. Today, we have a very special guest on the first episode of the, uh, the High School Times. Um, please, everybody at home, wherever you are, give a warm round of applause for Asfa Alam. She just got accepted on an early decision to Columbia University, and I believe it was a major in political science with a, with a what? Concentration in human rights. A concentration, yeah, a concentration in human rights. Wow. So first of all, if listeners don't already know, Columbia is one of the most prestigious universities across America. And I am so blessed to be sitting here with one of the people I've gotten in. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Of course. Guys, this is the most he's ever complimented me. So just just put it out there. Trying to keep her humble. But um, so I never really got to know because I only never asked the question. Uh, I don't know why, but why... Why did you choose to major in, wait, I'm going to get it right this time. Major in political focus, science, political science with a uh-huh. focus, concentration, concentration, concentration in human rights. I'm a genius. Did all yes. My- wow. I'm so proud of you. Um, but to answer your question. So honestly, for all of high school, I never really knew what I wanted to study, but I knew that I really loved arguing. Like even as a kid, sometimes I'd like pick fights for with my parents for literally no reason, just because I was bored, um, which I don't really do as much anymore because throughout high school, I did that more in Model UN um, and in that sort of like debate, um, extracurricular atmosphere. And, you know, political science, I haven't really learned a lot about it through high school, but I know that I want to carry that like debating, arguing energy into whatever I do in the future. So I think that can be a really cool major for me to do. And recently, I've also gotten to reading a lot about different human rights um, issues around the world. And so that's why I would also like to do a concentration, which is kind of like a minor um, in human rights. Okay, so I have two questions. So the first one is like, so like, is there anything specific that you like to argue about? Or like, is there just you'll argue about anything just for the sake of arguing? I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, like, do you like arguing to hear different people's perspectives on things? or? Is there like a certain thrill or like excitement in arguing? I think that I'm, I just really fell in love with the way that you organize arguments and you, how you organize the evidence that you present to um, not only, you know, try to prove you're right, which isn't always what debate, debating is about, um, but also to make your point clearer to someone else. Um, like, for example, I've like throughout human, uh, related to human rights in Model UN, I would, I would really focus in on how am I going to tell a story through my speeches. So if I'm arguing about, for example, feminine health care, like, is there a specific article I wrote about a specific person that can really get across to, you know, my, the people in my room, in my committee? So I try to make it really personal. And that's just something I love, love, love about debating. Okay. And my second question, I guess. Because this is just like a small personal question, but like, so I know there's something called dual majoring, which you like major and you just do two majors. So what's the difference between like a dual major and then like, 
uh, major in political science with a concentration on human rights? Like, what's the difference there? Just like really quickly. Yeah, so um, double major, you have to take more classes. And so whatever you major in, you have to ha take more classes to fulfill that major. But in a concentration, there's a fewer number of classes that you have to take to fulfill that. Um, so I don't want to do a double major in college because I also, throughout high school, I've just really gained access to a lot of different extracurriculars, such as Model UN, such as dance, such as writing for the newspaper that I really want to continue in college. And I don't know if I'd have enough time to do all of that if I did a double major. So that's why I don't want to do a double major. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's good to have those options. Um, okay. But obviously, like I said before, Columbia, extremely prestigious college. Um, very selective. So obviously, I would imagine that was a lot of work that was required to like, sort of make your application outstanding and make yourself unique. So what was your like your mindset through high school? And like, what kept you like on that consistent train until you started applying, I guess? Well, you know, Jay, what's really interesting for me, like looking back at myself is that I didn't really think I was going to be able to even think of this level of like elite college, like whatever, whatever. I just, throughout all of high school, I had a really hard time believing in myself and being confident, mainly because um, I'm from a middle class background, but I went to high school with um, a lot of students whose families are wealthier than mine. I went to a private school on the Upper East Side in Manhattan. Um, and so that like difference between going to school, um, being in that world and then coming home and being in a different world, that was really hard for me. And so my mom, she just said, you know, don't even think about like where you're going to apply, like where you're going to go. Just think about making the best of the situation you have right now. So my mindset really through high school is just find the things that you love do those things and then try to do something cool just so you can be proud of yourself. So I just wanted to be proud of myself. So um, with all of my activities and also initiatives that I started, for example, I started a program dedicated to providing extracurricular activities for low-income students in my community, which was out, something I did outside of school. But every single thing I did, I just did it because I wanted to be proud of myself. Um, and that was a way that I made myself proud of myself. So I guess my mindset was never really geared into towards college until summer before senior year when I started filling out all the applications. And then I was thinking, mm -hmm. you know what, I really love this program. Let me just go for it. I love the political science program at Columbia. Let me just go for it. And I went for it and I don't regret it because it worked and went well. well I'm learning a lot of things about you through this, through this interview. I should have asked you these things before, but I actually, I, I have two questions. They're kind of similar. They're kind of related. So the first one is, I, you said like being a middle-class student in a wealthy private school. And I just wanted to ask you how that setting, like how did that change your experience, I guess, with a college application or the high school experience? And also like including like, like ethnicity, cause I know you're Bengali. So like, how do those two things, how do they influence your position and influence your mindset? And sort of like a follow-up question to that is you mentioned something about creating a program, like what, what program was it? Uh, it's called the REACH Project, and it basically we bring extracurricular activities to low-income students in our community. Right. So do you think that had like an influence on creating that that um, that program? Um, so let me start with your first one, because you asked a lot of questions. Um, yeah. But I think definitely going to a private school gave me a lot of resources that a lot of my friends in public school didn't have. 
like private school college counselors are really dedicated to getting you into college and to helping you learn about your options in a way that public school counselors can't do because there's just so many students. So for that, I'm really grateful. Um, and I think being Bengali and living in a neighborhood that has a lot of other Bengali people in it at times got a little bit toxic just because um, neighbors would ask questions that were a little intrusive about where I was applying, um, if, I, if I was going to get aid, things like that. So I think another thing I learned was to be very um, private with where I'm applying and that just helped me feel more comfortable in knowing that I'm the one that's on this journey, I'm the one that'll know about it. Um, and I think with REACH, um, that is just, that's just a program that I really loved because it helped me do something that I wish I would have. Um, so that wasn't really something that I did geared towards college. That was something that I felt like as a child, I missed out on a lot of extracurriculars because my parents couldn't really afford to put me in classes. And so I really just wanted to give back to, um, students in the Bronx, which is where I live, um, in a positive way, which is why I, I worked with some friends to create that program. I also go to a private school in New York city. And obviously there's not many people like, I guess, who's also Brown. I mean, I've been, I've been surrounded by mostly white kids. Um, and I feel like something interesting that I feel like, you know, it's common between us two is sort of like that. I think like every brown person goes to this where it's sort of like in the beginning, like you walk into to like the school with all these white kids and you still have that like, like your traditions with you, like from the home. Like, I feel like, okay, so like this is one case for viewers who listeners out there who aren't brown. But this is like a pivotal moment in every kid's career. It's when you bring your food from home and then they eat it during lunchtime. So I'll bring him food from home. And as you know, like Indian food, a lot of spices and just Indian food, South Asian food to be more inclusive. Sorry. A lot more spices. It does have a smell. But it, and then I open up at lunch and it's delicious. Like, I love this food. My mom made it. And then all the white kids go, ew, what is that? It looks like shit. And like, it makes me feel so bad. And then I go home and I'm like, mom, I want to eat a can peanut butter sandwich. Can I get a peanut butter sandwich? Can I get a peanut butter yeah. sandwich like Ryan does? Yeah. And that's sort of like, is like sort of like a hallmark in like becoming more and more like detached from the culture and more like part of like the wealthy white kid, which private school kid kind of vibe. Like, you know, like in sixth grade, I found myself wearing polos and cargo shorts and I knew I needed to get help, you know? Then I was just starting to buy Starbucks and it was just a whole big spiel. But like, do you feel that like, you know, that sort of like moment, that type of moment happened to you and then you feel yourself detached a little bit? Can you just like, just like generally talk more about like, what's it like being, you know, like that transition, dealing with that, like sort of like a dual identity, I guess? Yeah, of course. I think for me, I was really lucky that I had classmates who were very, um, open to learning about my culture. But for me, more of the pushback was from internally, like from inside, um, because, you know, not seeing people who look like you really deprives you of role models. So, you know, when I was thinking about being a leader in either clubs or um, applying to schools with such low acceptance rates, like I didn't really have a lot of people who looked like me or people with a similar financial background. Um, also in that same field, like also accomplishing things. And so, you know, it kind of felt like I had to lead myself and really not having those role models were difficult for me. Um, but it's something that you learn as you get through high school that you learn how much you really are capable of. Um, so that I'm really grateful for. For sure. I feel like it's kind of like a journey for like every student. 
Um, I don't know. For me, it was kind of like that. But I mean, like, I just, there's just like certain like instances where I felt uncomfortable. Like sometimes I don't even realize it, but I'd be like, whoa, I'm the only person of color here in this room. And like, it sort of makes you kind of uncomfortable. And it's always just like this inner thing. It's kind of like this inner battle. And I feel like also with being brown, um, you know, there are stereotypes. I'm sure many listeners are familiar, but there are stereotypes that South Asians and maybe just like South Asians, East Asians, there's a stereotype of like super smart, super intelligent, super geeky, nerdy kids from the outside. So there's an outside pressure of like, you're supposed to be smart, you're brown. And then there's also like that home pressure from brown parents to always like succeed, live up. Like, like if you get like, if the highest grade's 100, you're supposed to get 110. That's sort of like pressure. Do you feel like that influenced you like at all at, you know, like at school and like at home? Cause like, I know for me, like I definitely feel like kind of pressure, but I'm like curious if it was like more like general across all us South Asians. Yeah, I definitely felt that pressure a lot from my community. Um, like, for example, when I made the choice to go to Chapin, not a lot of my neighbors knew um, what school that was. And, you know, they really criticized my mom for, like, sending me to, like, an unknown school, which, like, is, like, really funny now thinking about it because I'm, like, just because you don't know about a school doesn't mean it's not – you can't succeed there. Um, so, you know, even in the college process, like, I definitely had that pressure to, like – um, and neighbors asking me, oh, like, what did you get in your SATs? Like, what are your stats? And really, I had to, like, stand up to myself and, and to my parents and say, like, I'm not going to share that personal information. Um, because not only is that not, does that not show, like, who I am, it's not a measure of my worth, um, but it's also my business. So I had to really put, like, down boundaries um, to push against those pressures or else I literally would have lost my mind during the college process. And that wouldn't have been good for anyone. That's actually a perfect transition because speaking of losing our minds, COVID-19. So how did that like adapt oh to COVID? Not only in like for college process, but just in life in general, like adapting to it. Cause I know for me personally, it was really hard. Like I'm a social person. I can't sit home and not do anything. So it was torture for me and school changed and like, my grades kind of dropped because I couldn't really adapt as well. So how are you in adapting to all of that? Hopefully you did better than I did. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of had to do better than you did because, like, you only get one senior fall, and that's when you apply to college, which determines, like, what kind of experience you're going to have in the next four years. And so I think what really changed for me was how I learned about different colleges. So obviously – with COVID-19, I couldn't visit any in person. And I have never visited a college, like until now, the other day, I took a walk around Columbia's campus, and it's really beautiful. But before that, I never visited any college campuses. And so, you know, the way I, I got information um, online through the information sessions, like that was something that I had never done before that people had never really offered before through college admissions. Um, so that was something that I had to like adapt to, like that new system of getting the information I needed, getting the help I needed. Um, and overall, just like adapting to extracurriculars being canceled really took a toll on my mental health. So maintaining motivation was very difficult. And I had to understand that, you know what, some nights this assignment is just not gonna get done. Like my sleep is more important in that short term. Like I just, I need to sleep. And so you need to make, be able to make those decisions for yourself even if in that moment they might seem like very hard decisions yeah i definitely think like what many people and like many like because like i feel like you know 
sometimes parents may not or people or just like figures in your life may not be as like may not realize how tough a time like COVID's been like it really does take a toll on your mental health and makes things like a lot harder you know because like being outside and socializing and having things and like things changing from the norm it really does take a toll and like especially with seniors applying and all that stuff I can really imagine so first of all props to you for like pushing through that must take a lot of effort it was hard but it's worth it definitely of course i think going to college is definitely worth it guys please apply to college like it's it's you need to go to college actually i have a funny story um, about columbia and how i first heard of it so um in middle school i used to go to this program and there was a girl in that program who um i think this was like sixth or seventh grade went on a tour of columbia with her dad and then i went to her house i think for um, I forgot what for. And I remember her parents were saying like, oh yeah, like she's going to Columbia. Like she's like, yeah, we toured. It's such a beautiful place. And I just really wanted to stand out. Like I was like, I'm not just going to be like this other girl. And I, I remember in my head, I was thinking, I'm never applying to Columbia ever. This is in like sixth, seventh grade. And so guys, life is really funny because not only did I apply, but I'm also going. So yeah, just life can be funny. New comeback story. Wow. That's actually really funny. <laughs> Do you still know the girl? Um, no. I haven't seen her in a while. You should hit her up and be like, yeah. Yep, yeah, maybe I will. Where maybe are you? you should. You should definitely should. How's it going? <laughs> so tell me, okay, so you know what? I'm relishing the thought of like the day I get into college because that's when like my parents will stop being on my ass because they're all like... I hope you go to a good college. You better go to a good college. I hope, oh my God, I hope you do well. Keep your grades up. They're on my ass constantly. So I'm like relishing the thought, like the day I get an email and they're like, congratulations, Jay, you've been accepted. I'm just relishing. So like, just tell me about like, just really quickly to wrap this up. Tell me like the day you got accepted and like the emotions and like the way you celebrated. Mm-hmm. I remember you hit me up and you, you didn't say anything. So I assumed you got in. So just, you know, describe all that because like for all the, people, <laughs> all the listeners out there who are wondering what it feels like, just to give them a little sense. Sure. So it's actually not that exciting, um, but I'll, I'll tell it anyway. So it was just a random Tuesday in December, um, I think around 7 p.m. I knew it was going to come out at 7, but I really didn't want to open it. So I like planned my dinner like right before 7. So I knew I'd open it later. So I think I opened it around like 7.10, 7.20. And the first thing I got when I opened the portal was a video. So I was just really confused and I clicked on it and it like popped up like congratulations. And so I think for a solid hour, I just like sat there in the room with my laptop, just like not processing. And immediately I got so scared. I was like, is this going to be the place for me? Like, am I going to be too stupid for here? Like it was just so many thoughts. Um, And I was at my grandma's house. So my parents weren't there. And so I actually told my parents, like, two hours later, me and my brother, my brother was three, so he's the cutest thing. We went to Rite Aid, and we bought a thank you card, and then literally on the side of the road in the freezing cold, like, he was, like, pulling my jacket, like, let's go home, let's go home. And I was, like, writing, like, a thank you, thank you, mom and dad, for believing me, for believing in me, I couldn't have done it without you. Um, And that's sort of how I told them, like, I opened the door, I went at home at, like, nine nine o'clock at night, um, and I gave them um the card and you know they were just like crying really happy and then 
my dad doesn't say anything. And the first thing he does is hand me the phone. He's like, yeah, talk to your aunt, tell her what happened. I'm like, okay. Um, so that was really the night. Um, and my mom, she had like these brownies and yeah, we just, we vibed and I didn't really process it until like a week later. Um, but it was really, it was really sweet seeing that they were proud of me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think for me, I'm going to be like very emotional and very excited. Like, we'll see you in a year. We'll see you we'll in, see a, in year. a year. I'm not excited at all. You know, it's going to kill me. I'm excited for you. I think you're going to do great things. I remember, I remember. No matter like, where you go. When you were playing for college, I was like, I saw, can we Zoom? Can we FaceTime? And you're like, no, I'm really applying to college right now. Can you shut up? Yeah, I remember the week before, I was like so nervous. You got so tired of me and you just stopped texting. And I was like, yeah, it was just I remember that. I was like, so nervous. I was like, I was like, hey, Asha, what's up? And you were like, shut up. My decisions come that out. That was not me. I said, I'm nervous. And you were like, oh, you're always nervous. You were like, I'm nervous. And then you were like, and I was like, be calm. And you were like, shut up. You're not helping. And <laughs> you I was, weren't helping. I wasn't helpful. What do you want me to do? Oh, give you a chance. Okay, sh- we, we, we've gotten over this. They don't need to hear our, our daily arguments. So we're fine. Yeah, let's keep it professional. Keep it professional. Anyways, on yes, that yes. note, thank you so much for being on the episode. I think you gave some good answers. Of course. Thank you for time. having me. Of course. So, anyways, peace out. That's going to cap off the episode for today. And make sure to tune in to the next episode. Download more episodes on whatever streaming platform you use and tell your friends to give my podcast a listen as well. Go ahead and give my Instagram a follow at JP underscore Jom. That is the letter J, the letter P, underscore J-H-A-M-B. And DM me with any podcast ideas you'd like to hear if you want to talk to me about something. I'm Jay John, and I'll catch you in the next episode.